Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, right here, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden, New York City. And a lot to discuss. I'm going to jump right in. We've got the 78th anniversary of D-Day. Salute to all that served in the World War. I appreciate your service. Never want to forget that like Joe Biden did. Uh, Peter Navarro was arrested on Friday. That was crazy. The guy's the guy's 72 years old. He is the former White House trade advisor, and he gets locked up for contempt of Congress. Now, you'll remember, of course, that other people that have been held in contempt of Congress were not arrested if they were Democrats. That was in the past because Republicans don't play hardball. Or you can say Republicans tend to follow the laws a little bit more when they're in power. So we're going to see how, how that uh, pans out, but... Uh, apparently he was held for multiple hours and wasn't allowed to eat. We're going to see what goes on because there is going to be a prime time, what Levin is calling a show trial. And I would have to agree with that assessment. Nancy Pelosi's handpicked committee is going to stop the presses, full court press, wall-to-wall coverage of their January 6th committee. And they're professionally producing it. They've hired the former president of ABC News, sound effects, music, video, all of that. So Congress is putting on a circus program, their own news program. So the government is now in the news business. And we're going to see that on Thursday at 8 p.m. Now, following that debacle on Thursday, I will be interviewing Roger Stone with his reaction to that trial. So make sure you don't miss that. I'm filling in for the Jim Bohannon show on uh, the Westwood One radio network. Now, on Friday, just to back up a little bit, Mitch McConnell was listed on a hit list. Now, I think this one's pretty interesting because a hit list found with a guy who killed a judge in Wisconsin. Now, my, my initial, and forgive me for being crass here, but my initial reaction was, why on earth would you go kill people and write them down? What, was he going to forget? I, I, it sounds so fake, phony, and fraudulent to me uh, to, to, for this to happen. And then where's the guy who shot him? Oh, they find him shot almost to death in the judge's basement. I mean, it sounds like a setup to me, but again, maybe I'm just skeptical, but I mean, I've never went and killed anyone before, but I can only imagine if I was going to, the last thing I would do is bring a list of people like, oh yeah. Okay. McConnell, uh, judge got him. Uh, McConnell next and Gretchen Whitmer got to go to, uh, you know, Michigan. Now, Again, I'm not trying to be insensitive. My condolences to the judge's family. I don't mean to be insensitive. I, I just, there's a high level of incredulity that comes over me when I read something like this. But Daily News, check this out. A Wisconsin ex-con who tied up and executed a judge in his own home had a hit list that included Mitch McConnell 
and Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, as well as Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers, according to authorities. Douglas Udy, 56 years old, broke into retired Wisconsin Judge John Romer's home and killed him Friday morning. This is a a heinous thing, and I I don't support it in any way, obviously. It says uh, Udy's a career criminal with a record of going back to at least the last 20 years. But he was sentenced by this judge to six years behind bars on weapons charges. And that makes sense, right? People sometimes take it out on the judge. I have a brother who was a cop, locked some dudes up, and they came to get him after they got out. Like seven years later, they also came to get him, the arresting officer. They were met with deadly force, and one of them didn't survive, and the other one went back to jail. My brother was fortunate enough to have an off-duty weapon on him when they found him. But what do we know? What do we know? Why on earth do you bring a hit list with you? I just, for the life of me, I can't figure it out. To me, it sounds like something that's being pieced together to create a story. I don't know why or what, but it just sounds incredibly fishy. Why on earth would you kill a judge and then go to the judge's basement and kill yourself while you have a note on you that says you got more people to kill? It just, it doesn't make any sense to me. But again, there's lots of things that don't make sense to me. Now, moving along, on Saturday... This one's in Philly. Big shout out to everybody listening on 1210 WPHT. Philly in the building. On Saturday, doctors saved a baby in the womb after the pregnant mom was shot in the head and she was killed. The mom is killed. The pregnant mom is killed. The silver lining, the baby lives. Doctors were able to miraculously deliver a pregnant mother's baby after she was fatally shot in Philadelphia. Wow. City police found the mother with a gunshot wound to the head on the street near Richmond Street. In Port Richmond, just after 1 a.m., she was rushed to Temple University Hospital after responders learned that her unborn child was still alive and at the scene. Wow. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. This woman, she's unidentified, but she was in her early 20s and was pronounced dead at the hospital just before 2 a.m. Doctors were able to save the baby. Well, thank God for that. But that's, uh, that's a tough one, right? I mean, for the doctor, for the family, for everybody. What is going on? Now, again, I'm going to argue here that you got moms, pregnant moms getting shot, and somehow they're going to say, you know what? You should probably give up your guns, right? Now's probably a good time for you to give up your guns. You really shouldn't have access to semi-automatic weapons. We should probably get rid of 9 millimeters, right? Because this is the best thing that we could possibly do right now. And yet I'm supposed to listen to what the Democrats say. Anyway, next story. Look at this. Unbelievable. Woman allegedly tracks boyfriend with air tags. That's just a... sort of a device from Apple. I don't even know what it is, but some sort of GPS type of thing. And she kills him over what she calls an alleged affair. An Indiana woman was charged with murder after she followed a man she said was her boyfriend to a bar using an Apple AirTag device and accused him of cheating on her and proceeded to intentionally run him over with her car. That's according to the court documents. Wow. Not good. No bueno. Here's a quote. I'm quite sure since this is a pub and grill and it's late at night that there are quite a few people who were here and left the scene because they didn't want to get involved, said the uh, Metro Police Department Captain Don Wilheimer. All right. Well, there you go. Don't get an Apple AirTag. All right. And if they want to become a sponsor, I might reverse position on that. But for now, I'm going to stick with don't get this Apple AirTag because this thing seems to be uh, a one way ticket to you know where for this guy. Very unfortunate. Now, I want to keep going. Before there was COVID and before there was 2020, and I'm talking about the election, there was ballot stuffing. Yes, there was. 
Now, the ballot stuffing that we're talking about occurred in Philadelphia. Former Philadelphia congressman pled guilty on Monday to charges related to fraudulently stuffing ballot boxes for Democrat candidates between 2014 and 2018. Federal prosecutors said that Democrat uh, Representative Congressman Michael J. Ozzie Myers pled guilty to violations of election law, conspiracy, bribery, and obstruction. Look at that. In a sentencing memo from Friday, federal prosecutors said his criminal efforts were generally, although not exclusively, directed at securing election victories for local judicial candidates running for Philadelphia's Court of Common Pleas. Look at that. And some others for municipal court. Now, this this is interesting because, oh boy, this guy Myers was expelled from Congress in 1980 after being caught taking bribes in the Abscam Sting uh, investigation. Prosecutors said that Myers, 79, admitted that he'd bribed the judge of elections to add votes for his chosen candidates, including clients who were running for judicial offices. The bribes were hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yep, you heard it right. Democrats, Democrats, and uh, Ozzie Myers got in trouble for ballot stuffing. And it's been going on for a very long time. Quick story on a quick aside, apart from this. Years ago, about, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago, whatever, uh, 2014, 2015, I worked with James O'Keefe Project Veritas. And I led a team of people down in Texas. They were on the ground getting information on something known as politiqueras. Now, the politiqueras were generally women, but people that engaged in electioneering. Now, on the surface, they said, no, 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 all we do is do door-to-door. We're just get-out-the-vote people. But And this was happening in southern Texas, Brownsville, um, that area. So the people that we have on the ground are starting to get information. They're saying, no, what we're finding out is that the politiqueras, what they do is they obtain actual mail-in ballots from the postal person. The postal carrier was giving them packets of of undelivered mail-in ballots. And this was part of a, a thing that they did in, in South Texas. And then we learned about it happening in Colorado because Colorado had mail-in voting. And it, it's a very pervasive problem. And again, this goes way back to 2014, 2015. So this had nothing to do with 2020. Election fraud has always existed. And it's good to see a case like this where it's uh, published on CBS that, you know, federal prosecutors are arresting people for some of this, which occurred way back when. So this is clear evidence that a leopard doesn't change his spots. This guy was a crooked, uh, excuse me, a crooked congressman and was expelled from Congress in 1980. They actually made that movie in 2013, American Hustle. It's about him, Ab Scam, the Arab scam that they came up with. That whole thing, that's a true story. That's really about him, and he was really expelled in 1980. But here he is at 79 years old. He's still making political moves, bribing judges for hundreds of thousands of dollars as a disgraced congressman who was convicted of Lord knows what after that stuff. Fascinating to me. Some people just don't know anything better. This is what I say about Joe Biden, that he operates on muscle memory. He's a crooked politician. That's all he knows how to do. It's the best that he can do because that's all there is. He's done it for decades upon decades upon decades. And that's how it is. Now, straight ahead, I want to talk about what's going on with this fire at the chicken plant. 
that's a real thing. And a lot of people are saying nobody's talking about it. So I'm going to talk about it. Uh, but I think a lot of people are talking about it. But we're going to talk about it nonetheless. And we're going to get into some other stuff on the other side of that break as well. So don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. Rich Valdez, 1210 WPHT. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Hi. Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bed sheets or skincare or jewelry, Shopify's with you every step of the way. Hello. Now, open your eyes. Feel ready to start and grow your business. With Shopify, you'll get the tools you need to nurture your growing business and feel the same satisfaction as listening to this ad. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Simply start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com free 22. Shopify.com free 22. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And make sure you give us a follow on social media because I want to get your feedback. And sometimes you guys are listening to this on the podcast instead of live on the radio. So I want to get your your input on this. And that's the best way to do it, at Rich Valdez, at Rich Valdez with an S on all of the social media. Now, people always say, oh, nobody's ever talking about this or nobody's ever talking about that. And I say, you know what? It's about time that we get into talking about some of those things. Now, quite frankly, usually when somebody tells me, I want to know why you're not talking about whatever, typically my response is, oh, well, I'm not talking about it. <laughs> I'm not going to, you're not going to tell me what to do. But there are some things that I want to address. Now, I know that um, Glenn Beck has said that these are not related stories and that there's not some sort of massive conspiracy against food plants in America. Uh, that's Glenn Beck. I, I can't say that there's a conspiracy either, but I can say that it, it just does look kind of odd that things are happening. And there was this fire. And this is very unfortunate. Let me see where this is. Howard Lake, Minnesota. This is Wright County, Minnesota. Massive flames burned down a barn with tens of thousands of chickens. Horrible. Listen to this. Massive flames burned down a barn with tens of thousands of chickens inside in Wright County overnight. 
The fire happened at Forsman Farms in Howard Lake, causing major damage. You see the smoke still smoldering there. So the smoke is still smoldering. The Trebesh family says that they thought they would spend Saturday night around their bonfire, but just after 10 p.m., they noticed massive flames coming from the uh, field across from the farm. But the husband saying, it was unbelievable how quickly it grew. It was insane, Andy Trebesh said. It was the whole sky was quite large. They called 911 firefighters, firefighters from multiple agencies across Wright County showed up, many of them volunteers. A barn house with tens of thousands of chickens was leveled in what the farm spokesperson said was a very tragic accident. According to Forsman Farm website, the uh, fire, they started the farm in 1918 and the fire, uh, they still don't know exactly what happened with that. Now they're in their fourth generation of, of having this farm. And they lost a ton. And, of course, as they lose, we all lose, right? Because we get our chickens from farms. So it's no wonder why what was once a dollar or $2 for a dozen eggs uh, at the grocery store by me, and, again, I live on the East Coast, six nineteen, and then it went up like six ninety nine. if you want the larger eggs. That's absolutely insane, but that's not everywhere. That's just an overpriced uh, grocery store that I have very close by to me. I took a ride to my Walmart. And I was able to buy jumbo grade A large eggs. I think I bought four dozen for 10 bucks. So you can still get, but I think that same four dozen eggs was six bucks just a few months back. Definitely a big deal. I don't know if this is some sort of massive conspiracy where Bill Gates and his friends are going around setting fires to different places that create food, but something to keep an eye on nonetheless. And of course, I realize that some of the bigger news organizations don't always focus all of their attention on a lot of different stories because they're just not national. And, you know, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, whomever, they're typically looking for a national story that a national audience would appreciate hearing. And let's be real here, folks. They want it to to be attractive. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. Sex sells when it comes to the news. Lamentably, that is the case. And, you know, we try to talk about everything, at least on my program, and I know other radio hosts that do the same. They try to point things out, but... Oftentimes, the bigger your audience, the the more difficult it is to point out local things. But when you see a trend, you want to call it out. So I do see some sort of a trend, but I think sometimes we can cherry pick trends when, you know, we'd we'd have to look at last year and say, was there any tracking of, you know, food plant fires? And like Glenn Beck points out, uh, Walmart burning down or one place getting hit by an airplane uh, is very different than a farm burning and animals dying. So and I agree with that point. I think they're not necessarily... um, interchangeable. But in my opinion, and again, call me a skeptical New Yorker, I think fires at food facilities a lot of times are insurance jobs because prices are getting so high. And I'm not saying this particular family and their farm was an insurance job. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying overall, if you see an increase in certain fires when there's a a recession and you see a bunch of restaurants just burning down in Manhattan, I think it's safe to say that these are probably a bunch of restaurant owners that have figured out it's cheaper for me to collect insurance money and get get out of this business than it is for me to weather the storm and whatnot. But I can't help being skeptical because sometimes when I go out, for example, I go for coffee at a place uh, that's a Cuban restaurant. They're open for breakfast in the morning and lunch in the afternoon. And I go for breakfast in the morning and I'll occasionally get a cafecito, café con leche, the espresso with the steamed milk. It's terrific. And I see the guy, and he's authentic Cuban. He, you know, he rode from Havana, Cuba, to Key West on a jet ski. That's how he escaped Cuba and made it to the United States. And he's been in the country for twenty some odd years now, and he owns this restaurant now. And he uh, 
knows communism firsthand, and he was explaining to me earlier today, and stuff I knew, but I thought definitely worthy of recap. He said, look, you know you have real communism on your hands when they start starving the people, when they limit the television channels to just one and it's run by the government. This is when you know that there's a problem when judges no longer rule in favor of the rule of law, but they do things politically because of the pressure from the dictatorship. And I thought, you know, maybe it's me being hyperbolic. Maybe I'm seeing some of those trends in our own country, but it's scary. In his opinion, he says, no, we haven't seen anything. There's nothing in the United States that resembles communism, although he does admit that Marxism is taking root in the culture and has been for quite some time, and it's becoming more prevalent and more popular. So I just put that out there to say, you know, sometimes we just have to step back, maybe smell that coffee and realize we might be into something that we didn't realize we were into in the name of doing things the right way or the progressive way. So that's just a little food for thought. Anyway, the Sunday shows were focusing on inflation because it's obviously inescapable. Whether we're talking about the Cuban restaurant that I like to go to or wherever you like to go to, inflation remains to be a thing, a very serious thing. And the Sunday shows were talking about inflation over the weekend. I have a clip of audio I want to play for you because CBS News wasn't very happy with Joe El Baboso Biden. Listen to this. Uh, we begin with the backlash over inflation. A new NBC News poll showing 71% of Americans disapprove of President Biden's handling of the rising cost of living. And a lot of people won't like to hear this. Gas prices now reaching a new all-time high, 467 a gallon. Get this, up five cents since yesterday. Well, you know, it's up almost double from Trump's last day in office. But yes, a majority of Americans disapprove of Joe Biden's handling of the rising cost of living. Now, get this. Eight in 10 Americans say the economy is in poor or not so good shape under Biden. And that's being generous, actually more than eight in 10. It's actually 83 percent, according to the Wall Street Journal NORC survey that was released on Monday. 83% of respondents described in the national uh, poll said the economy was poor or not so good. 83%. More than a third who answered the survey, 35%, said that they're not satisfied with all of their uh, current financial situations, making the highest level of dissatisfaction in 50 years. And the share of poll respondents who said their financial situation had gotten worse in the past few years was 38% the highest since the aftermath of the 2008 global financial crisis, also known as Obama's recession. So how about that? Now, the survey also found that only around a quarter, 27% said they believe that they have a good chance of improving their living standards. This represents a 20-point drop from last year's poll results. Now, just imagine that. So that's a 20-point drop on that. Then you had the, the poll we talked about the other day, with Hispanics, just a very good indicator. Hispanics saying, okay, well, 60% of Hispanics right now say no to Biden and they prefer a Republican candidate. That's 60% of Hispanics saying no to Biden. That's amazing. They're turning tail and saying, forget about it. We're leaving the left. No more Latinos on the left. And it's remarkable because the same Konikiak poll that was uh, put out in, in about a year ago showed 55% supporting Biden when it came to Hispanic voters, which was down from 65 from the poll prior. So, I mean, the drama, uh, or I should say the dramatic descent, right, the plummeting numbers, it's very dramatic. It's very marked. So 
this is something I think we have to pay attention to because we have to capitalize on this. That means regular people are saying, you know what, look, I'm paying seven bucks for a dozen of eggs. I'm going to get gas. It's costing me 80, 90, a hundred dollars, maybe more, depending on how big my car is. This isn't sustainable. It's not like my boss said, listen, I know life's costing you 20% more. Here's a 20% raise to get you by. I know my boss didn't do that. I don't think most people's bosses did that because there's not enough money to go around because money's not worth as much. That's what inflation is. So obviously this is a prime time to, to pick off Democrats and to get them to vote Republican. And we're seeing that happen in multiple demographics. So we're going to keep our eyes peeled on that. Plus, I want to get into some of the stuff that the globalists talk about, because, again, everybody always says you never talk about this. You never talk about that. So today I'm going to talk about some of the other crazy stuff. And there's a few other topics that I want to get into. So don't move a muscle because I'm going to get into this story right now of dozens of kids that were rescued from a trafficking ring. You don't want to miss it. More to come straight ahead. I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. The 45th President Donald Trump thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. Yeah. an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S on all the social media. And I want to talk about human trafficking and smuggling a little bit down at the border and what's going on. We just wrapped up this uh, big uh, case in Texas. And I say we, the American people, observing what the authorities did with something called Operation Lost Souls. And uh, there's a news report that I want you to catch a piece of. Listen to this. Thanks, Tom. Last week, Homeland Security Investigations in El Paso announced that Operation Lost Souls located 70 missing children in West Texas. Several agencies from the Permian Basin assisted in this investigation. And CBS 7's Kate Porter sat down with the Midland County Sheriff's Office to learn more about their role. She joins us in the studio with the details. Kate. Out of the 70 missing children located, 40 of them were recovered in the Midland, Odessa area. The youngest child found here was 13 years old. That's why when the Midland County Sheriff's Office, among others, was asked to assist, the answer was a resounding, how can we help? Most of the missing children found during Operation Lost Souls were runaways who were victims of human trafficking and physical and sexual abuse. Sheriff David Kreiner says the human trafficking epidemic has always been a concern and priority to the sheriff's office in Midland. We're not going to ever let it not be a top priority for us in Midland uh, because it's out there and we need to address it. And like I said, with those children and also human trafficking is very important to us. We've got to bring uh, some closure to that if we can because we're all in here to fight the good fight and that's to reduce crime crime, reduce uh, human trafficking, and also uh, bring our runaways home to their parents. 
Now, you know, this is something that goes on in Texas quite often. Uh, recently, I spoke with a sheriff in Goliad County, and they're a, a ways up from the border, but on that path. And what he said was that, you know what, they come through the border, they go through the border towns, and they make their way all the way up because they're trying to get to, to Austin and to Houston and make their way further inland in Texas. And to other, obviously, to other parts of the United States. So Operation Lost Souls was a huge success, recovering 70 missing children. Uh, This is a report that came out of El Paso now. Authorities found 70 missing children in three weeks during a multi-agency effort known as Operation Lost Souls, including some who were victims of sex trafficking and physical and sexual abuse. The operation led by Homeland Security investigators in El Paso, as well as the Texas Department of Public Safety, with the help of several other Uh, agencies started at the end of April and concluded in mid-May in West Texas. The children range in age from 10 to 17 years old, and most of them were located in West Texas. Lamentably, this stuff happens all too often. I remember when I was a kid every year, and again, we're going back 35 or 40 years, uh, well, 38 years, let's say 36 years back when I was, you know, six years old or so, my mom would make me watch every September right before school started a a movie called Adam. It was about a kidnapped kid. And every year I watched this movie and she made sure you got to watch out for this. And, you know, back then they, they, uh, it wasn't stranger danger just yet. It was just watch out for strangers, but it was a a genuine thing. And everybody, at least my mom was telling me, you got to watch out for these people. And she would tell me they want to steal my little chubby cheeks boy. (laughs) And I thought that was funny. I was like, mom, nobody wants to steal me, but apparently it was a thing. And, uh, I always listen to my mother, and it's my advice to everybody, listen to your mother. But it's not the only case. Check this one out. Texas girl, 15 years old, trafficked from a Mavericks game in Dallas. Now, that happened a couple of weeks uh, before, right before the Operation Lost Souls. But eight people were arrested in Oklahoma as a result of this. The girl was gone for 10 days, an 8-year-old girl. She disappeared from a Dallas Mavs game, and they found her in Oklahoma City. The girl went to use a bathroom while attending a Mavericks game with her father and never came back. This is why I never let my kids go to the bathroom by themselves. And they're big now. I make sure they go together still. According to a press release from her family's attorney, Zeke uh, Frontenberry of Frontenberry blah, 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 law firm, she was gone for 10 days. The Oklahoma City Police Department have arrested Sanaya Alexander, Melissa Wheeler, Siobhan Gibson, Kenneth Nelson, Sarah Hayes, Karen Gonzalez, Thalia Gibson, Stephen Hill as well in connection with the trafficking case. Let me just run this by you one more time, okay? You, you see this? Sanaya Alexander, sounds like a woman. Melissa Wheeler, sounds like a woman. Siobhan Gibson, sounds like a woman. Kenneth Nelson, I'm going to say he's probably identifying as a man. Sarah Hayes, sounds like a woman. Karen Gonzalez, sounds like a woman. Talia Gibson, sounds like a woman. And Stephen Hill. So out of the eight people, six of them were women. So when we're thinking of who are these people, that weird-looking guy in the white van, that's not the case anymore. There are smuggling and trafficking rings going on all over the place where they're looking to steal kids as young as eight years old, obviously, and it's women that are in charge. And they groom these people from all over the place, probably trafficked themselves. Here's a quote from the mom. We're thankful for the work of the Oklahoma City Police Department and the recovery of our daughter. My heart breaks for the unimaginable things my daughter had to endure for the 11 days she was taken. And I'm so glad she is safe now as we work towards her recovery. My goodness. God bless him. And again, this happened last month. But 
it's right in line with what they're talking about with this Operation Lost Souls, and we have to see more of that. So kudos to DHS and even to the Biden people if they're the ones that are leading the charge on that. We need more of that. Human trafficking is a big deal, and we have to pay attention to it. So is grooming, and so is people that take advantage of their position, like this pastor at La Luz del Mundo, the light of the world church. It's a Mexican church, and he pled guilty, pleaded guilty to sex abuse charges. Wow, this is terrible. June 3rd, Los Angeles Times. Just days before his long-awaited trial was set to start, La Luz del Mundo leader Nason Joaquin Garcia pleaded guilty Friday to sexually abusing girls from his congregation, a stunning reversal for a man who followers believe is an apostle appointed by God. Originally facing 36 charges, Garcia said at the last minute, I'm going to take this plea deal, and he called for him to admount, excuse me, it called for him to admit to three counts the state attorney general's office announced on Friday that he took the plea. Two counts of forcible oral copulation involving minors and one count of a lewd act upon a child who was 15 years old. This is horrible. I mean, of all the women in the world and all the things that one can do, why would you go after children? I- I've never been able to explain it. I'm guessing that's part of the sickness and why it's so perverse. But this is why we have to realize we cannot allow people like this to be in our society. This is the reason we have jails, mental hospitals, and the like. We can't just say that's their preference, their minor attracted persons. That's BS. Not something we can do, not something we can allow. It has to stop. Now, going back to the story, this guy was originally facing 36 charges, took the deal. Today's conviction can never be undone, and it'll never undo the harm, declared uh, Bonta. He said, but it will help protect future generations. Garcia, 53, had publicly maintained his innocence for years. His unexpected guilty plea came during an unannounced hearing on Friday, which was only disclosed after the fact of the hearing through a news release. Garcia's lawyers didn't immediately return requests for comment. Church spokesman said they had no immediate comment. Of course, he probably blindsided them, too. This guy's a real piece of trash. You're You're double bad when you're a man of the cloth, when you're a man of God, when you purport to be... Uh, supporting things good and holy, and you're abusing small children and and teenage girls. Garcia has been in jail for nearly three years awaiting trial ever since state prosecutors charged him with abusing girls. This is a a Mexico-based megachurch pastor. What a damn shame. Despite the vast publicity and lurid charges, Garcia had maintained almost universal support within his church. When he was arrested, many of the faithful flocked to, to the churches in the denomination's hometown of Guadalajara, but also in Los Angeles and other cities. They prayed, they talked to journalists, they protested their leader's innocence. Ah, oh, man, such a sad story to hear that people come to his defense and at the end of the day, they've been duped. The guy's a fake, he's a phony, he's a fraud. He could have easily said, you know what, I have fallen victim, I have fallen from grace, the devil made me do it, whatever. Just tell the damn truth because he's in jail anyway. But instead, he lied. And now they know. So it's double bad. Not only do they now they distrust him, but they distrust the church. They distrust God. A lot of people turn their backs on the church when these things happen. It's a horrible thing. But it is where we are. So anyway, good riddance to bad rubbish over here with this guy. Now, speaking of uh, Mexico and Spanish language and all of this stuff, uh, in the next segment, we're going to talk about these radio stations that are being bought by this Soros-backed venture. So I'm definitely going to get into that a little bit. But before we do, in the same way this guy was saying, you know what, I'm I'm innocent, I'm not innocent, I'm this and that. You've got Karine Jean-Pierre, she does a little dancing, we're going to get to that as well. But I want to talk about something quickly about 
globalism and people always say, you never talk about Klaus Schwab and his band of merry idiots. And I've been doing it more because I'm getting so much pressure from listeners saying, you know what, I want to hear more about that. I don't know why. There are people that dedicate their entire shows to this. They, they talk about this for the full time of their show. I think there's a lot more to to talk about. But here's an article in LifeSite. WEF, W-E-F, World Economic Forum, launches Metaverse an initiative that predicts digital lives will become more meaningful to us than our actual physical lives. The World Economic Forum and major corporations last month launched this uh, initiative, defining and building the metaverse, with corporate stakeholders jockeying for a role in defining, developing, and profiting from this technology. And this is from Friday, June 3rd. The World World Economic Forum and major corporations following talks at last month's annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland, launched a new initiative defining and building the metaverse. As the initiative's name implies, its stakeholders are still in the process of defining exactly what the term metaverse means. (laughs) Oh, boy, it sounds like the national debate on what an assault weapon is here in the United States. Anyway. However, according to the WEF, in part, the metaverse involves a moment at which our digital lives, our online identities, experiences, relationships, and assets become more meaningful to us than our physical lives. One person involved in the talks, Julia Golden, Lego's chief product and marketing officer, expressed optimism about how the metaverse could aid in children's development, saying, quote, to us, the priority is to help create a world in which we can give kids all the benefits of the metaverse with one immersive experience and creativity and self-expression at its core in a way that is so safe that it protects their rights and promotes their well-being. This is definitely a cult. Uh, I mean, you know, I guess you could make the argument that being a conservative is being in a cult or that being a uh, liberal is being in a cult. But uh, I really do believe this is a a cult because, I mean, all I believe is a small government and, you know, get off my back and out of my pocket. Let me worship who I want to worship. But this is a lot beyond that. These people want to have kumbaya on the Internet with Zuckerberg and whatnot. And it's just really sickening to me. This guy, Klaus Schwab, he's just, you know, like I said, a, a Dr. Evil type. He talks like this. He's very, very weird. He talks he's like a German. And it's very, very funny to watch because it's hard to take him seriously. But he has a sidekick. And uh, this guy's name is Yuval. And Yuval recently was on tape saying some crazy stuff, saying that not only is your digital life going to be better than your other life and you're going to be obsolete soon because we can replace you with AI, but he also went on to make some crazy statements about God, saying, you know what, you, you in fact are going to be your own God. Listen to this. After thousands of years, during which humans were the rulers of the, of the world, authority and power will shift away from humans to computers. And most humans will become economically useless and politically powerless. Already today, we are beginning to see the creation of a new class of humans, the useless class. Okay. Now, I don't necessarily disagree with him that there's a bunch of useless humans being created. And I say that tongue-in-cheek. I believe everybody's worth something. But, of course, they need to step it up and don't become progressive crazies. But this guy, Yuval Noah Harari, he is a uh, sidekick to Klaus Schwab. This, This guy, you know, promoting the Great Reset and all that stuff, he is a Looney Tune. He is a Looney Tune, and this is why I don't say anything about these guys, because they're nuts. They make these outlandish statements, hoping that we will respond in in uproar with our arms swinging and flailing in the air, saying, oh my gosh, this guy just said this, that, and the other thing. 
The reality is he is, you know, forgive me, I, I believe I can use this term on the radio, it's a Spanish derogatory, he's a pendejo. And, and that's just really what it is. That's, to me, point blank. Now, they're, they're acquiring more and more power and more influence, but I've always believed in the battle of, of ideas in the marketplace of ideas. And if his ideas are really better than mine, then he's going to win. And if mine are really better than his, then I'm going to win. And that's the bottom line. Of course, they use their metaverse and anything that they can to stifle speech on Twitter, to stifle speech here and stifle it there. So I'm going to play you another clip of what he had to say, but we'll do that on the other side of this. Don't move a muscle. This is really interesting stuff. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. This is America. Para Inglés, o primo número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. Ahora. All right, America, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. I appreciate it. Rich Valdez, at Rich Valdez with an S on all of the social media, at Rich Valdez with an S. And I will uh, respond if I can, if I see it. Hopefully you tag me and we can see what's going on. Now, we were just talking about what was going on in the metaverse. And in our own metaverse, we have uh, some news, right? Elon Musk is saying, no, I don't know. Maybe I might not buy Twitter. And because of all the bots that are on there and the fake accounts, and it's definitely not worth what I offered. Now, Democrats on NBC, on NBC, MSNBC, they say that conservatives are currently dominating. And I want to get into that. But I want to finish this clip with uh, Dr. Yuval Harari, because uh, it's a very interesting thing that he goes into in his book. Listen to this. Sapiens. And it's written by Professor Yuval Noah Harari. Um, and I, I found the book because it was recommended on a book list by uh, Bill Gates and later Barack Obama as one of the most influential books that both of them had read within the last 10 years. So if it was good enough for them, I had to check it out, and it absolutely blew my mind. We are in the process of acquiring divine abilities, of turning us in ourselves into gods. And I mean this in the most literal sense possible. It's not a metaphor. Mm. Okay, so I'm supposed to take this guy seriously, who's, we are in the process of becoming our own gods. I mean, there have been idiots like this throughout history. They've been saying dumb things for a very long time. How am I supposed to take this guy seriously? But anyway, that's Yuval Noah Harari. He's the lead consultant for Klaus Schwab. Schwab's the author of that COVID-19 book, The Great Reset. He's the founder of the World Economic Forum, if I haven't mentioned that, now you know. Yuval is praised by the likes of Klaus and Obama and Zuckerberg and Gates, as you just heard in that book interview he was doing. And this is uh, this is the guy that is the sidekick to Dr. Evil himself. We must rely on the blah, 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 Davos, Switzerland, blah, 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 blah. I personally look, these guys, they both look like you could blow on them and knock them over. One right hook to the jaw. Now, obviously, they have power and influence. No problem. I get it. There's a lot of bad guys out there. There's Soros. There's this guy. There's that guy. But I can't sit here and obsess over this guy all day. He's a jerk. He's a bad guy. And he's an idiot. What can I do? I can't stop him from doing anything when he's in Davos, Switzerland. I'm not in Davos, Switzerland. I don't know if you are. If you are, then, hey, do what you got to do. All I can do is watch these guys and laugh at them and know that whatever they're preaching has nothing to do with me. I know what I'm here to do. I know how I do it. I know what my family believes, and I know where we're going uh, in terms of what we're planning on doing and how we're living our lives. I can't sit here and let this guy dictate to me how I'm going to live and how I'm going to become the God of my own life because I already know what I believe when it comes to God. And that's why I laugh at these guys. But again, uh, if you think I'm being too flippant, let me know. 
I'm at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez. But I believe my philosophy has been around a lot longer than his philosophy. My country has been around a lot longer than his World Economic Forum. So I think what I'm standing on and what I stand for is time-tested. It's true. And I think that's it. What, what, What else can I say? These guys are a bunch of clowns. Now, going back to the other story about George Soros backing these two women that worked for Obama to buy 18 Spanish language uh, radio stations, one of them a talk station, which is a conservative talk station that has been pushed the anti-communist movement for Cubans and Venezuelans that are in southern Florida and Miami in particular for, for decades. And my thinking here is very quickly, or very simply, I should say, quickly and simply, they're going to fail. They're not going to be able to brainwash the masses, they think. They think that because they're upside down in their polling numbers with Hispanics and that the QAnon and other types of conspiracy theories that they continue to beat upon people are are the reason, right? There is not a progressive Democrat out there that believes that Hispanics actually think Joe Biden's doing a bad job on the economy. What they think is that you've been poisoned, my friends, my amigos, you've been poisoned because you believe that Hillary Clinton drinks the blood of babies and other types of crazy propaganda that you've been fed. And that's why you don't like us. But we're here to tell you it's not true. And we're going to buy these radio stations to change your mind. Now, while that may be true for like five people, most people open up their eyes and realize, you know what, I can't afford this. When, like me, when I go to get my cafecito, I realize, you know, everything's more expensive. I got to put more gas in my car to get to the restaurant. Everybody's feeling the crunch. Everybody realizes that Democrat policies, pro-crime progressives, don't do anything good for society. There's no benefit. The only benefit they provide is to the criminal. The criminal is the one that doesn't go to jail. If you are a minor attracted person, they'll support that right and say, you know, pedophilia is stigmatized. We shouldn't stigmatize these people. These are not the people that we want making decisions. These are not the people we want creating policy. These are not the people we want raising our children or at least educating them in the classroom. These people are out of control. This is no longer a political party where there's just disagreement. These are lunatic fringe people that say that we're lunatics because we believe in God, because we believe in our flag, because we believe in individualism. That has to stop because America is on a road to serfdom. And if You and me don't get in the way by running for office, by supporting those running for office, by getting out there, by spreading the word, educating our fellow man. We're just as guilty. We're just as complicit. And that's not something I want to be held responsible for. And I don't think it's something you want to be held responsible for. So that's why I always say we have to stand for something because we stand for nothing. We will fall for anything. Right. That's Hamilton and Sir Edmund Burke. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So make sure you do something. Take action. Make sure it's legal. Do the right thing. We'll be back with more updates on the sham trial and prime time. Plus, I'll give you some clips from the interviews I'm doing uh, while I'm uh, filling in on the Jim Bohannon show. So keep an eye out for that in the podcast feed. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, America. I am Rich Valdez. And this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. 
Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.